Any next level of expansion and transformation that you're hoping to create in your life starts with two steps before you do anything else. Number one, you have to see things in your life for what they are without making it worse than it is. As I like to say, honesty without hysterics. We don't want to get caught up in catastrophizing your situation and thinking that your present circumstances equal your destiny. But once we honestly assess where you're at, the second step is, is you have to have an ability to see things better than they are. That is a big challenge for many people in 2020, where so many feel as if they're just living through the apocalypse. But it is why I interviewed three of my clients on the last episode to give you some practical case studies of people who have radically reimagined their life in the midst of a global pandemic. And I think of the quote that, uh, that my client Christy shared when she said, you can thrive during a pandemic. I believe that. Because the foundation of my coaching practice is that nothing external to you can override your ability to create the career, the finances, the relationships, and the life that you want. But how do you bridge that gap? How do you get there? It all starts with cultivating a new vision for your life. I'm going to teach you how to do that this week. Welcome to episode 111 of the Life Amplified Podcast. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you so you can live Life Amplified. In the book of Proverbs, there's a quote that says, without vision, the people will perish. And if you peruse your social media feed and talk to your friends, you might notice there's a big energy right now where people are just trying to survive the year and hope that things get better in 2021. I've noticed this a lot, especially since the passing of uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There are so many people who are in the energy of, hey, 2020 can F all the way off. I just want this year to be over. But here's my question for you. What makes you believe 2021 is going to be any different? You know, there was a story that just came out earlier today, as a matter of fact, that says there might not be a vaccine on the market until July of next year. The unemployment claims continue to rise. We're in the middle of all the chaos of this ugly political season. Do you really want to sit in the passenger seat and give away your power for more happiness, success, and fulfillment to a bunch of politicians, doctors, scientists, and people in the media who are covering all these things? Or would you like to take back control of your life and create your next level today? Well, the first step to do it is you have to create a vision forward. Now, if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you know one of my big buzzwords over the last close to three years has been purpose. But I also want to be clear that purpose and vision are not the same thing. Let's define terms. Your purpose is essentially who you're here to be. How do you want to feel? It is your why. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? And why should anybody care if you do? And purpose very much exists at the level of emotion because emotion is what drives behavior. So the purpose of my life is not to host this podcast. 
The purpose of my life is not to have a multi-six-figure coaching practice working with people around the world. My actual purpose is to love all parts of myself and my higher power and to feel the expansion that results from inspiring others to do the same. For me, my target emotions that I wake up connected to every day is a sense of love and expansion. For you, it might be different. However, both my business and my podcast are part of the vision of how I live that purpose every day. So if your purpose is your why, think of the vision as a what. However, vision should not be confused with your goals. The best analogy I can give you is this. Think of purpose as the location, the plot of land that you are journeying towards to plant your roots, right? It is the direction that you are moving in. Once you are there, the vision becomes the blueprint for the house that you're going to build. If you've ever seen a home blueprint, what is it? It's just the outside structure of the dimensions of the house and what it'll look like. Think of your goals as all the things that you're doing specifically, the action steps to decorate the inside. When you look at a blueprint of a home, you normally don't see what kind of flooring is going in there, what kind of countertops or cabinets. Those are all the adornments that you figure out once the structure is in place. So your vision becomes the overall structure of what it is you wish to create once you have discovered your purpose. If the purpose of my life is to create love and expansion, my vision is to have a thriving coaching practice that helps 1,000 clients a year through group coaching programs, through my one-on-one coaching, through retreats and seminars when we can all travel again. But it also has a vision to inspire a global audience of 100 million people. I want to do that through this podcast, through my media appearances, through interviews, speaking engagements, eventually getting to the point where I start writing books. My vision also includes the kinds of clients I want to work with. I want to work with people who are really motivated for change and not just the dabblers who aren't committed. My vision also includes the income that I want to make and the kind of lifestyle I want to live, how many days a week that I want to work and how much I want to be traveling and where I want to be working from. And once I create that big picture vision, then I can set specific goals to get there. How am I going to reach 1,000 people in the next 12 months? You know, that's why my team and I have talked about some brand new coaching programs and why we've been scaling more group programs over the course of 2020. It's why I've got a sizzle reel together of all my media interviews and appearances so I can send that out to book bigger platforms and national television shows. Those are specific goals, right? The coaching programs I'm going to launch, when I'm going to do it, how many TV appearances I want to do over the next 12 months. The in-person retreats I want to be hosting here in San Diego once we can all you know, congregate in rooms bigger than five people at a time. So purpose, vision, and goals are all very different, but they all work hand in hand. And the problem is for many people who are stuck, it's that you might know one area out of those three that you're really focused on, but you haven't done the work to create all three. If you've got a series of goals, but you don't have an overall vision you're working toward, that's just a recipe for chaos. You're going to be stressing out. You're going to be doing all the things But you're not really going to have an aim or a direction that you're moving in in your life. If you have a vision, but you're not connected to your purpose, 
you're just kind of guessing and you might fall into the trap of creating a vision that somebody else wanted for you. You'll fall into doing all the things you were told that you should want rather than the things that are truly aligned with your soul's unique purpose. Somebody listening today may very well know their purpose but not have a vision for how to bring it to life. So you've been stuck in analysis paralysis, sitting there going, well, how do I make it happen? And over the course of our last three years together, I've given you a lot of resources for goal-setting podcasts, and we've talked about purpose. But today, I want to do a deeper dive into vision. And the number one problem that keeps so many people stuck when it comes to setting their vision is they're afraid that they're asking for too much. How many times have you ever allowed yourself to do that, you know, proverbial blue sky dreaming where you start thinking really big about all the ways that you could serve, the things that you want to experience, those true soul level desires, and then all of a sudden the brain kicks in and tells you, well, that's not realistic. Well, who are you to do that thing? I used to experience this back when I was still rotting in my corporate job and first had the inspiration to start a coaching business. There was so much of me that said, well, Dan, you were such a douchebag in your 20s. Who are you to help anybody else? And I would get caught up in that shame and automatically uh, set myself back, right? I would play down my expectations. And unfortunately for many of us, this habit of not asking for too much gets ingrained in childhood. Think about it. When you were a kid and there were no limitations placed in front of you, You wanted to do all the things, right? When Christmas came around or your birthday, you know, you wanted to have the new playhouse in the backyard and you also wanted to have a pony in the backyard and you wanted to have all the action figures of the skateboard or the Cabbage Patch Kids if you were a child in the 80s. What is that now? I guess it's an American Girl doll. But you wanted to have all the things and then what happened? Your parents usually based on nothing else than their own perceived limitations on what they felt they could provide, looked at you and then they said something to the effect of, you never stop, do you? You always just want more. You're so greedy. Some messaging to that effect. And when you heard it, what did you do? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You learn in those instances that you should just play down and not ask for too much. In fact, you should ask for less. There's a tremendous amount of shame for people when they have this desire to express themselves or play a bigger game in life. So if this resonates at all for you, if there's something big that you want to have, that you want to do, that you want to create and offer the world, but the inner critic kicks in and says, who are you to want that? I want you to consider, where did you learn that you can't have the things that you desire. And also, it might be worth asking yourself, did you see somebody else in your life who wanted to have all the things and they couldn't get it? Did your parents desire a next level in their life, but for whatever reason, they couldn't make it happen? And has any part of you taken on those beliefs and adopted them on your own? One other sneaky, subconscious, egoic pattern that gets in the way of people's vision isn't so much based in shame, but it's built in guilt. You know, how many times have you wanted to get to a next level of income in your career, but you feel guilty because you see so many other people struggling? And then you fall into the pattern, well, you know, I have so much and there's people with so little, I should just be grateful for what I have. Sarah Riley and I have talked about this on the podcast before when she's been on as a guest. The idea of pseudo-gratitude 
And, you know, I am all for gratitude as a bedrock of your spiritual practice. It's one of the highest signs of abundance. But sometimes we fall into pseudo-gratitude, which is where we fake the fact that we're being grateful because a little part of us feels guilty or ashamed to want more than what we have. Maybe you have family members who aren't doing as well as you, or you have people in your life, friendships, neighbors who are struggling. It's come up a lot in my coaching practice this year where people are like, well, Dan, you know, my neighbor lost their job. Who am I to want to leave the job I have with the dependable paycheck? They'd kill to have my job. I'm like, great. If it's aligned with their purpose, let them have it. Let's go and do the thing that you're meant to do. But a question that I want you to consider if you're a person racked with guilt is how does any anybody else's life improve or get better by you playing small? For the person who's struggling financially or just getting by, does you playing small make their life any better? Absolutely not. And it's certainly not making your life better. You stepping into your highest levels of expansion and your joy, your happiness, your fulfillment into your purpose and all the income and the things that come with it is actually such a powerful example You could be the standard that inspires somebody else to make the change and create their next level in their life. The world needs you to be an example of what's possible. So what I want to do here on the podcast today is give you four points that you need to consider as you start reflecting and creating your vision forward and really owning your desires. Plus, I'm also going to share a handful of questions that my new coach, who I've been working with, shared with me that have caused me to, it just really led me to look at my life in a different way. And I think that they'll do the same for you. The first point to consider as we talk about creating your vision, is that your vision doesn't always have to be bigger. It can go deeper. You know, an amplified life is life on your terms, not mine. I tend to be a numbers guy. I like to track my progress and know that I'm making a bigger impact and that I'm growing my business and growing my reach of how many people listen to the podcast and also growth in terms of my income. But Those are things that are personally important to me. Those are things that I value. Your amplified life might be just to be married and raise three beautiful children who go on to contribute in society. Your amplified life might just be working in your local community and not worldwide. And that's completely fine. I support that. So think of it this way. You're not morally obligated to work harder and get into a next level of income if you feel very comfortable with where you're at. You don't have to work to reach more people, but how can you go deeper with the relationships that you do have? How can you go deeper and grow more fully as a person? How can you become more of who you are? How can you go deeper into a new level of forgiveness and express compassion, both for some of the people who've hurt you in your life, but also for yourself and the places where you've dropped the ball? How can you go deeper In your marriage, a romantic relationship, how can you go deeper in being more present with your children? There was a study that I referenced here on the podcast probably a couple years ago, but scientists were really uncertain about whether trees ever stop growing. This was a point of contention in the scientific community. So they got all these forestry professionals together and experts and researchers, and they went out and studied all these massive redwood trees in the forest. And they studied it over a period of time, and they realized that the trees eventually reach a height where they do not grow vertically anymore. 
Yet the trees don't stop growing. They start expanding and growing outwards. They put on more thickness. Not in terms of the way that people hit middle age and put on a spare tire. It's almost like a bodybuilder putting on muscle mass. And the more that the trees expand outward the more valuable they are to the ecosystem. They actually suck more carbon dioxide out of the air. So some of the oldest trees are actually the most helpful to the environment. And the first time I read that study, I was like, wow, that is such a beautiful analogy for our experience. There comes a time when we're not going to grow anymore. As much money as we care to make, we're going to achieve all the accolades in your career But how can you grow outwards? How can you share and impact other people? Under this analogy, we're not necessarily talking about another level of financial growth or career growth, but it's very much like a spiritual growth. And that is perfectly fine if that's what your vision is. I support it, but start thinking about what that would be and how would you bring that forward? Not just in 2021, but starting right now. The second point to consider as you're thinking about your vision forward is you have to be willing to explore the ways you've limited yourself up until now. If you go back to the last episode with three of my clients who were sharing their story, they all admitted they had subconscious beliefs that were keeping them stuck and they weren't even aware of it. Something that came up for me recently, I'm working with a brand new coach and I got a series of questions and journal prompts that he asked me to consider. One of the questions was, if your life was a movie, what would it be called? And I was sort of brainstorming on the title of the movie of my life and I found myself very much in this language of being a survivor and a fighter. And I've explained here on the podcast, you know, some of the trauma that I've been through in my life and early in childhood, and that I'm very proud that I was able to transcend those things, not let them break me and build a sense of resilience. But I had this aha moment where I realized there is still part of me that identifies as a guy who is surviving and fighting, almost as if I'm like the scrappy underdog who overcame the odds and left that safe corporate job and built a successful business on my own. But if at the level of identity, I'm this guy who's scrappy and a fighter, then at the level of intention, I'm always setting myself up for some level of struggle that I have to overcome to fulfill that identity. And that was such a big transformative moment for me where a light bulb went off, where I was like, how can I now transcend out of that old story? I very much want to respect and honor the things that I've overcome in my life, but how do I transition now and just view myself as a guy who thrives and kicks ass and success just happens easily and naturally? But there was a blind spot that I didn't even realize that I had, which is why I still work with coaches of my own, by the way. You need somebody who's going to help you identify some of those connections that are keeping you in an old story. Because you can't create a vision forward unless you're willing to transcend the old stories of lack limitation, unworthiness, or not enoughness, whatever it is that's holding you back. This is one area it will be very difficult for you to do that by yourself. 
If you knew your subconscious beliefs, you would have already addressed it and fixed it, right? But having a coach, a mentor, a therapist, somebody who can help you at that level of subconscious identity becomes everything. From there, we want to move into point number three, which is going to make the people who are control freaks and, you know, want to know the answer to everything in advance very uncomfortable. Your vision forward has to include some level of courage and risk. Because if you want to create an awe-inspiring vision, you have to start to explore who would I be if I truly understood that I was a person without any limitations, that I could have anything that I wanted. And once you start to drop all the stories of limitation, it's going to require you to show up in a new way. You're going to have to ask for what you want, which could feel like a threat depending on your trauma history or your childhood attachment trauma. It's about speaking up for your needs. It's about being fully seen and heard and experienced in the world, which is a trigger for so many people who are in an old story of, well, who am I to help? And this isn't just about your career. If you're looking to get to the next level, to go deeper in your relationships with your spouse, we have to start to examine where are the places you haven't been speaking up? Where have you been collapsing on yourself to please another? Because if you're using the old belief systems and identity that got you to where you are, but trying to use those same skills to move you forward, it's like trying to get into an Ivy League school, but you haven't even finished middle school yet. You know, that, that there's a new level of learning and expansion and new skills that you have to acquire that will help you reach that ultimate level that you dream of in your life. Point number four that I would love to bring up today is that your vision is incomplete if the vision is only about you. It has to include serving other people. It has to be something bigger than yourself. Who are you here to help along the way? Who are you here to inspire? What is the cause of the problem that you see in the world that you want to be part of the solution for? What are the problems that you have overcome or you're in the process of overcoming that you want to help other people with? If the goals are simply about yourself, you'll reach them. You can have all those things, but there's going to be a sense of emptiness and it's going to feel a little incomplete for you. So I would urge you, as you start to brainstorm on this vision, start thinking about, yes, yourself and the life you want to live, but the other people that you're bringing with you on the journey. And as we wrap up the episode this week, I want to give you some questions that I've been journaling on in my own life that came to me from one of my coaches and I think that these will be meaningful for you. Just some things to reflect on and to write about in your spare time. What would you do with your life if you knew you only had six months to live? How would you be different? How would you show up differently? What experiences would you want to create? Also, what would you do if there were no rules and you knew that you could not fail? <laughs> You know, if you got beyond all those stories, if you knew that your success was assured and that it was guaranteed, how would you show up differently? What would you do with your life? And also one final question, two final questions, really. What would it mean about you if you got what you wanted? And also, what would you make it mean about you if you didn't get what you wanted? That's one of those tricky uh, gotcha questions that will help you start to illuminate some of your old stories that are keeping you stuck where you are. If you can incorporate these four points and you use these questions I gave you as a jumping off point, I truly believe that you can start to allow yourself to dream bigger, 
that you can allow yourself to even be open to receiving more in your life. And maybe for you, that's more income, but it could be more love. It could just be more joy. I know we're living in crazy times. I know that there's 13 and a half million people and counting who have lost their job in the United States because of COVID-19. I realize that there are over 200,000 families and counting who have lost loved ones. And I realize that literally every person listening to this podcast has lost some of their routines and their daily habits, and it's thrown them into an uproar. But going all the way back to the beginning, let's honestly assess where you're at And let's work together to create a vision that actually pulls you forward. And by the way, if you need some help with this, you know, one of the things that I've decided to do in lieu of the fact that uh, unfortunately there's no way that we can get together for a live in-person retreat in the foreseeable future is I am going to be hosting a special three-day online seminar. I'm going to be working with you as your personal coach for three days to go deep into this work help you create your next level, help you connect to that purpose and vision, and working with you to identify the blocks that have kept you stuck up until now. So there's going to be a special announcement about this going to the public soon. But because you're a loyal listener to the Life Amplified podcast, and I know you might have been one of the people who's been here with me since the beginning, I want to give you first crack to join and throw in some special surprise bonuses that will be available Only to you, all right? If you go to the link that is here in the show notes, you can go register to get on the mailing list and be the first to know about the official announcement. And like I said, we're going to throw in a surprise bonus for you. You're going to get all the details on that in your inbox very, very soon. But I just want to give you first crack at this amazing opportunity because I'm so stoked to be doing like this three-day online event and to uh, be taking all these teachings on the podcast and some things that I've learned that we haven't even talked about on the podcast yet and help you work through it directly. So go to the link in the show notes for all that. Also, if you are looking for some one-on-one VIP coaching, I have limited spots available. You can apply at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. If the podcast serves you this week, would you please screenshot it, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. You can tag me at CSC Dan Mason. And in the meantime, don't forget, it's time to turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose. And your vision, as we learned today, so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.